Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast with your host, hailing from Kakana, Wisconsin, riding a CST Tires SSI decals, traveling back Yamaha YFC450R, four-time ATV Motocross National Champion, number 25. Cody Jensen. What's up, everybody? We're back. Welcome to the latest edition of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, episode 120 of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, presented by our title sponsor, CST Tires, in stock and available for purchase today at shop.csttires.com. I'm your host, Cody Jansen, saying hello to our more than 228,000 monthly Digging Deep listeners in all 103 countries in which you are listening, and this is our Loretta Lynn's preview show. How the heck are we already previewing the season finale? I don't know, but in this one, we'll be joined by Phoenix Racing team owner, Mr. David Eller, who has played a major role in the Loretta Lynn's that we will see this weekend when we get to Tennessee. As you'll hear, it was really important to me to highlight that ahead of this weekend's event. So we'll chat about that. We'll chat about Joel's most recent title, David's background in the growth of the Phoenix Racing Team. We'll hit on a little breaking news and more with David, who is an absolutely awesome guest. I can't thank him enough. And then we'll finish up by highlighting and previewing some of the storylines, battles, and championship fights to watch for this weekend at the finale at Loretta Lynn's right here on the Digging Deep ATVM. MX podcast. But before we dive in, let's quickly shout out all of our incredible partners. CST Tires, go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew, thanks to SSI decals, Valvoline, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV components, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymauer Financial Group, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Binkies Forever ATC Museum, Impact Solutions, a new partner called Dara Lab and their high-performance men's skincare products and regiment. We all know that moto is a gnarly sport. It can be hard on our skin. So allow Caldera Lab to help you achieve your skincare goals this summer. Get 20% off with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at calderalab.com slash DIGGINGDEEP20 and Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. It was big news when Manscaped announced their jump into the Beard Products game, introducing the Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. A premium beard sculpting machine, the Beard Hedger allows dudes like you and I to style our beards to exactly our liking using a zoom wheel featuring 20 different built-in lengths. This Pro Kit also includes shampoo, conditioner, oil, and balm, all for your beard, as well as a brush, comb, and scissors. Now you're speaking my language, Manscaped. And get 20% off with free shipping by using code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. So rad that Manscaped is continuing to invest in ATV Racing as a longtime partner of Digging Deep. Not to mention our new partnership with Caldera Lab as well. Outside the industry, sponsors are few and far between in our sport. So help us keep them in the fold and involved in ATV Racing by using our Digging Deep 20 code so they know you enjoy Digging Deep and what we're all about here. 
Support all these great companies that support us. And for any products that fall through the cracks, click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website to help us out. This 2023 season may be coming to an end, but we both know you still need parts and gear. No matter what off-road gear parts you need, Rocky Mountain ATVMC has you covered. But before you buy, simply click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website. By using our specific link, we get a percentage of what you buy on the back end, enabling you to help us out while purchasing the parts you need anyway. And did you know you can buy OEM parts from Rocky Mountain ATVMC as well? Yep, shipped conveniently right to your door. So click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner at diggingdeepatvmx.com to help us out while satisfying all your gear and parts needs. No new donors to shout out this week, but if you are interested in donating and hear your name on the show, you can find the Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee donation links on our website. Of course, major thanks to all who have donated in the past. Now, if you can't donate, but you do want to help us out, you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes and Spotify. That helps us out a bunch. If nothing else, it shows our partners that you're all about digging deep and want to keep us around long into the future. Now, it's showtime. The 30-second board is up. It's sideways and the gate is down. Time to dig deep. Let's go. All right, guys, I felt like we couldn't do a Loretta Lynn's preview show without this next guest for a multitude of reasons. So I'm excited that he was willing to sit down with me in the middle of a busy week here. Brought to you by Impact Solutions and their industry-leading suspension tuning. Visit the Impact Solutions social media pages and give them a call at 740-989-2026 to get Impact tuned today. I'm stoked to be joined by Phoenix Racing Team owner, Mr. David Eller. David, thanks so much for being here. I've wanted to chat with you for some time now. Listeners will remember me saying that to Joel a couple months back, and uh, this just seemed like the perfect time. So I can't thank you enough for being here, pal. No, man, I really appreciate the offer. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, congrats on title number four for your rider, Joel Hetrick. What a season it was for Joel, putting together a dominant season and going back-to-back for the very first time in his career. Has to feel pretty good for everybody involved, I would think, David. Uh, He put together clearly, by far, his best season as a pro, so it's got to feel pretty good for you guys. Yeah, it does. Joel worked really hard. We spent a lot of time in the offseason trying different things, and um you know, now it's to the point in the ATV world that everybody's riding the same machine. So you got to find, you know, all the little, little ticks and clicks here and there to make it work. And uh, and Joel work. Joel put in the work, and he and he really did, and he and it shows. He's just seemed, and, and we chatted about this a little bit before hitting record on this thing. But I've been on every one of these shows saying, "Man, I don't have any words left for for the level that Joel has taken his program to. That the Phoenix whole his whole training program, everything the the quad, everything that you guys have done. It's it's just at such a high level at this point. He's so he's perfect. He's nearly perfect. It seems like so credit to everybody involved there." But you and I were kind of recounting, you know, the eras that we've seen from Joel and to see him, you know, go from a a wild kid uh, at the beginning of his pro career, kind of the the speed was never an issue, but, you know, he had to figure out some things there and he was breaking things left and right and kind of figured that out. And then you guys did the Can-Am thing. And, you know, eventually in 2017, he gets his first title. And then even to think back from now back to then, I mean, he's a totally different rider now. I mean, he's a, he's a, professional in every sense of the word and you know you've been there basically every step of the way that's got to be something you know 
pretty cool for you to look back on too, because he's turned into such a great human being and not that he wasn't before, but he was a kid when you guys first started working together, I feel like. And uh, that's just got to be cool for you to have been kind of by his side through this whole ride and to see where he is now. That's got to be uh, something you're pretty proud of. Yeah, Joel's, um, my first time I met Joel, we were at a, um, you know, we took him Grayson to a, to a practice day down at, um, at a track in North Carolina and, uh, and Joel happened to be there and he was riding, this is when he's riding in the A class on that, on that, uh, Kawasaki. And I'd never seen, um, cause you know, we go to local races, but I'd never seen somebody that could make a quad go as fast as he was making that thing go. And I just stood on the fence and watched. And, uh, and I remember Michelle, I walked over to her and I said, is, um, is that your son? And she said, yes. I said, you got you something special there. And, um, and that's just the very first time that I saw him ride. And you, you can just tell that, um, you know, people can go fast and, and, but when they hate what they're doing, I mean, Jill still loves to ride. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if he gets an opportunity to go ride six days a week, he will, he just still loves riding. And to find any rider with that passion that they love to ride, I said, that's a, that's a big thing. And, uh, and the camaraderie in our shop, if you guys could see it, it's so funny because, um, you know, Kyle Peters uh, won his fourth uh, arena cross championship this year. So them two were kind of ribbing on each other as to keeping up with each other. So, sure. um, you know, goes and rides dirt bikes with them and they go out there and they get on his quad and they look like idiots and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but to watch, <laughs> to watch them, to watch them to watch all these guys rib on each other is what's what keeps the drive going it's a lot of fun they um they always tell joel that he's uh he's out of shape and uh because they'll look at his lap times and his last couple lap times whenever he puts it on cruise control and backs off they tell him that he just got tired and you can tell in the lap times and so you just need to see how all that goes it's, it's pretty good and so heath uh we were at loretta's this past week and heath one plus 25 and um yeah and you know he led for a, for a while. And then at the end, his lap times came down a few seconds as he was just bringing it home. And then uh, Joel texted him and asked him, did he get tired? So it, it all goes back and forth. You just need to, and that's a big part, I think of Joel being who he is, that he's around a great group of people that just keep it fun for him. Mm-hmm. Well, credit to you for putting together such a great group. And uh, a couple of years ago when we were talking about, you know, the ATVs and, and dirt bikes and, and that whole dynamic and stuff, I knew the exact team that I needed to talk to. So we got Heath on and talked to him and, and talked to Joel. And, uh, and yeah, that was uh, awesome, awesome memories to think back on. But David, kind of filling my listeners in, um, you're not necessarily an ATV guy. You weren't originally. So fill my listeners in on, on your racing background because you would have been at that track in North Carolina and you know about motocross, but you know, not necessarily the ATV thing. And, and, uh, like you said, Grayson would have been the one to kind of get you into that. Your son drug you into the mm-hmm. ATV thing a little bit, but that's not your racing background. So kind of fill my listeners in on that a little bit. No, I raced, um, I raced for a long time. I did the, um, I did the, um, did the pro stuff for a few years. Um, I could make a night show, but I never made a main event. So I was, um, you know, but locally I did, I did pretty good, made some, made some money, but uh, you know, just, I got older, it's just time to get on with life. And at, 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 uh, I got off a motorcycle and about 34 years old and, um, never really cared to get back on one. I mean, it was just, um, you know, it was time to, time to move on and, and kids and life come along and, and Grayson is, you know, we got him a, got him a dirt bike and he, he rode, but he, one of his friends had a, had a quad and he would go ride his, they would go out there and ride and they would switch up and, 
and I kept, I told Grayson one day, I said, son, if you're going to race motorcycles, I said, you got to, um, you got to spend more time on that bike. And he said, daddy, I want to race four wheelers. I said, son, I don't even know where they do that at, but if that's what you want to do, that's what we're going to go do. So we did, um, we did some local stuff up around uh, Virginia and Maryland cause district 29 in the Carolinas didn't have the youth classes. So, um, and they told us, I mean, the local people were like, Hey, you guys need to go to nationals. And I'm like, what are nationals? So the first one we went to was Birch Creek and, um, Grayson finished 12th and, um, 90 mod. And I said, well, we, you're not ready for this yet. So we finished out the year locally and got ready and came back the next year. And, um, he's been a top five kid ever since. And, you know, that's, that's, that's his world. And I'm, and, and I'm proud of him. He, um, he's told me several times when he was younger, he said, I know you wished I would have rode bikes. I said, no, no, I don't. I said, you just do you. I've already done that world. So I'm okay. But, um, you know, before he started really riding much, I used to, um, I did the, uh, I was a big part of the, uh, Wonder Warthog privateer team. And then we did the Suzuki, uh, arena cross team. And we had, uh, Jim Chester and, and, um, and Jim Neese. And then we had Tyler Bright in the lights and, we actually won the championship in 2009 and then I left, I left that world then and, uh, just concentrated on the ATV side. I tried to, you know, tried to bring some of the motorcycle, I guess, analogies over. I tried to have like, well, we would have a youth team, kind of like what team green has have a youth program and they would grow into an amateur program and grow into a pro program and be able to offer all of this. And, sure. and it just never really, I mean, I ain't gonna say it didn't come together. It did, but it just didn't have the success that I was hoping it would have. And uh, as Grayson got older, where he didn't need dad to go with him to all the races, I asked him, we sat down and talked, and I said, look, are you okay if I go back? You know, I really miss being a part of what I really know, and and he was okay with it. So, you know, went and sat down with Honda, and Honda said they would give us some support for the ATV side if I would take their arena cross program. So it was kind of a trade, and uh, and that was in 2007. So here we are now. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty cool thing to think about, you know, getting back in there and ATVs kind of being a bridge, you know, you were never totally away yeah. from it because of the ATV thing. I'm sure you did things and learned things, even different, different aspects of things uh, while running the ATV side of the team that you probably use today with the getting back totally in the dirt bike side. But so let's go back just a little bit to that day in North Carolina, you see Joel Hattrick riding. So how does that then turn into a relationship with, with Joel and supporting Joel? Because, you know, my math, like I said, if my math is correct, I mean, it's been 12 years or more basically of you supporting Joel in one way or another, basically the entirety of his, of his professional career at different levels, I believe. So uh, kind of tell me the story on how that official working partnership um, came to be. Well, I mean, everyone knows that Hetrick Grayson is, is, uh, is big with the youth. And so uh, with Grayson riding nineties, that kind of, everybody said, well, you know, you should talk to Hetrick. And so that, that opened the door for twofold, you know, we get to talk to them about doing stuff with, uh, with our quads. And then in exchange, I could do something to help them with their son. And so if you come in our race shop, there is a poster that is framed on the wall of Joel riding that Kawasaki. And it says one of his sponsors on there is Max and construction. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we saved that because that is where the journey began. And, um, you know, so throughout the whole thing, I've made Joel a promise. I will support Joel as long as he, as long as he wants to ride that thing. And so that was the beginning. And, uh, 
and we've been a part of what he's done ever since. And, uh, you know, you come in our showroom and I mean, his championship quads are there. I mean, his designations quads are there. I mean, when you, not just him, the motorcycle side too, you win a championship, that bike gets retired to the floor. And, uh, so we have a, we've been fortunate. We have a floor full, but, um, but, you know, Joel, we, you know, we went to the Can-Am thing. Uh, we went out to California and got a lot of stuff from Johnny Leach, um, to, to do that program. And then when Can-Am just quit making them, we were all kind of standing in limbo trying, trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, so having the connections, let's do the Honda thing. And the Hondas were fast. We could make them fast and Joel could ride them. You know, they handled really good for him, but um, we actually lost a couple championships due to some of the issues and it was time to, time to do something different. And um, that was a hard decision because um just you get you 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 get comfortable and you get with your loyalties and what you do and for sure and we, yeah me and Joel sat down and talked a while about you know making the change to the Yamahas but it's just um you can make those Yamahas go so much faster with the mapping and the fuel injection and the things that you couldn't do on the Honda so yeah I enjoy I enjoy working with Joel yeah well it's been cool to see all the different iterations like i said of of phoenix racing and the atv efforts that you guys had and to think joel's kind of been there through it all and now to have this program so figured out where he's at now that's a pretty special place to be in so in recent seasons you've expanded the atv side at one point that became a bigger thing now it's kind of back to being just a kind of a Joel centric side of things on the motocross side, which maybe sparked then expansion of the Phoenix racing team effort as a whole. And you kind of talked about how you talked that through with Grayson and uh, you know, now you're going GNCC racing. That's what Grayson's doing now. Uh, You've been extremely successful in the arena cross realm. Like you mentioned, you're obviously supercross racing at this point and, and finding success there. So tell me what that's been like to see Phoenix racing as a whole blossom the way that it has and especially i gotta believe that that's cool for you extra cool for you extra special for you that you know it's the two-wheeled side is really what's blowing up and that's where your roots in in racing are that's got to be a pretty pretty proud moment for you pretty special feeling i would think yeah it is it is it's, it, but you know like like all of us you know that's involved with racing once you do something you know once you win once you win a championship once you get a podium at supercross whatever those goals were once you do it then that's where the bar set so you know you don't really look back and 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 you know revel on what you've done you're always looking for the next the next thing mm-hmm. um where we're at now wasn't really the plan as we started it was um you know let's do the arena cross and then um our arena cross guys that were you know chris blos and and heath and you know some of the guys that we had at the time uh, wanted to go do some supercrosses when the schedule was available. So we just showed up at supercross and we had, you know, a few top tens and, and, uh, you know, but we were the arena cross guys that showed up to do supercross and then we left and went back to arena cross. So there wasn't any pressure on us to do that. Sure. And, um, just went in and had fun. Well then, you know, Honda asked me to look at the off-road program because they had Johnny Campbell doing it. And Johnny is an awesome, awesome guy. But Johnny was trying to manage that from the West Coast. And so us being here, it made more sense for us to take that. So that's how we got into the off-road side. And, um, you know, we kind of struggled at first to figure out that world and figure out what how to make those bikes work. So we felt like we should give Honda some some wins. So we went to um, 
you know, the, the sprint enduro and won the championship there. And then at Supercross, and they just started asking us, you know, hey, we need you guys to look at look more of this. With Factory Connection going out and what was, you know, what was being opened up there with the Geico guys leaving, there was some some doors that maybe could be filled. But that's going to take just a little more time yet because you still got, you know, the Lawrences were still in 250 and and Honda had to do that program in order to, to keep them. And for obvious reasons, you can see why. Um, so I think that the opportunity is there for us to continue to grow in that, in that supercross circle. Um, but it's, we're still, a, we're still a few years out from where we really want to be. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that's, uh, something that you should be super proud of and, and congrats on all the success there on the two wheel side, four wheel side, all of it. Uh, you're speaking my language because I love talking about the 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 two wheeled side of things just as much as I do the four wheeled side. So I, I love to hear that, and uh, it's really cool. Whether it be for you or or Grayson or Joel, I mean, all of it is kind of interconnected. And just like you're saying today, like the you're outlining how things are in the shop today with the four wheeled side and the two wheel side. Joel's very much a part of you know everything else you have going on and the banter and everything like that. We've had Heath on the show. You mentioned him already and and uh talking yeah. about up how you know how great of a talent uh Joel is obviously and talking about how gnarly the ATV guys are and stuff that we replay at the end of every one of these episodes. I love to hear that. But it's it's cool because for Grayson, you know thinking back to when he might have said, you know, I know dad wishes I, you know, raced a dirt bike. Well, I mean, who knows where Phoenix is today, David, without the ATV era. And, and I, I'm assuming you wouldn't trade where you are today, I guess is the best way to say that. And, and I always think of like the universe, like the way things work out, it's, it's the way things are meant to be. And you I'm sure you wouldn't change the path, put it that way. I'm sure you wouldn't change the path because you're in such a great spot now. And the the future of Phoenix looks so bright on in every aspect. I always find myself cheering for the Phoenix guys because, you know, you got some, some ATV roots, which is uh, something so many of my listeners, I'm sure do the exact same thing. I would think. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. We took, uh, we went to Tampa for Supercross a couple years ago. And uh, this was one of the years that Joel had won a championship and we took his quad down there because, you know, Daytona was right after that. So we just had it down there, but we took it to the Supercross and put it on display. And you wouldn't believe the people that came over and wanted to check it out. I mean, they, the news people, the, the TV people, and uh, and you know, and and I seen a guy over there really looking at it, and I walked by him, and he had on a, a, a Geico shirt, and I told him, I said, "Well, things got too many wheels for you." He and he looked up, and it was Ryan Cox, and I said, oh, "What's wow. up?" And he <laughs> don't, and that's what I'm saying. So the circles of of um you know malaska and 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 dasa and all of these guys they do so much in the in the two-wheel side as well that everybody doesn't know and you know like i said having ryan cox there and and it's the same faces it is it's the same it's the same people and it's the you know and um so it's not that much different i mean and it's not just atv and motorcycles it doesn't matter if it's flat track and if it's gncc wherever you go you see the same faces and uh and you know the more the more faces you see the 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 more connections you have Absolutely. No, absolutely. You're, you're, you're preaching it right now. It's just one big family. I feel the exact same way. So, so kind of touching on all of that. So we, we touched on the two wheel side. We talked about Heath, you mentioned your team manager, it's team manager, Heath Harrison, right. As it yep. just got done winning a 25 plus national championship at Loretta's this past weekend. Um, so speaking yep. of 
This is our Loretta Lynn's preview show. And this is one of the things, David, that I, I really, like I said to you when we sat down this morning before this, uh, it was really important for me to highlight this exact topic. That was one of my main focuses on why I needed to sit down with you this week for this conversation is you played a massive role in the Loretta lens that we see today from the, the beautiful tower now at the heart of the track to the rebuild project from a few years ago in the wake of that devastating flooding. Um, so if you would, please fill me in on, on your involvement down there in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, from the stuff in recent years to that tower now kind of take me through all that. Yeah. You know, um, when, when all of that happened, we, you know, they were raising money for it. And, and I kind of, at first I challenged our riders. I said, if you will pledge your purse, your track purse, um, I'll match it. And, you know, let's, let's show that Phoenix is giving back. And, um, I don't know, the more we talked about it and they were trying to get that thing done. And I asked Tim Cotter, I said, who's going to build it? I mean, have you got framers that you're going to send out there? He said, man, I don't know. we got to figure that out. And I said, well, we can come build this for you. I mean, our guys build big stuff. So for me to bring two framing crews out there to knock this stuff out, it's like them building a deck at somebody's house. So sure. it really is as big a deal as they made that it wasn't that big a deal for us. That was just easy stuff to do. And we went out there and knocked it out. And, um, and, you know, like I said, the first, you know, when we first got there and you saw the devastation and you saw everything gone and you're trying to think, okay, we know the billboard starts here, but where's the other end of it? And how do you, you know, so we were having to pull up GIS maps and pull measurements off of trees and to get to get it laid back out. And when we were out there working, there were a lot of people there, a lot of volunteers. I mean, they fed us and, and, and everything was phenomenal with everybody to put the effort in. But there wasn't that many people there in the, from the industry. Yamaha played a big part in it. They bought a lot of the lumber. But um, I, asked, I asked Tim, I said, where's everybody else at? I mean, where's, where's all these, where's all these, you know, all these other teams at? I mean, are we just here because we stuck our hand up? And he said, well, David, they don't, they don't know what to do. And I said, well, they could offer to pick up trash. And so I was a little, little hurt that there wasn't more people out there working. And I mean, more in, in of that group. And, yeah. and I'm not saying because a lot of them probably donated a ton of money that went back to the industry. I mean, back to the community. And I don't, I don't want to, say that but them saying how the conversation started and tim said well i'll give you one better than that he said where's your atv community he said nobody volunteered and it really it it, it hurt for me to hear that and because like you said you know we're part of both worlds mm -hmm. and so they had asked me about looking at the at the announcer's tower and they said you know it's, it's rotten and you know could we, we do some things over there and i went and looked at it so i called um Jason Wyatt and I called Megawatt and I said, or Matt Watson, I said, well, if we were going to go in and remodel this thing, tell me what you guys would want. I mean, kind of give me your vision of what you want to look at. And he said, David, if, if they're going to let you do that, he said, please build it somewhere else because we have to call almost the entire race from looking at monitors. He said, we can't see the start. We can't see any of the backside. We can't see the storyline. I heard them say that this past week. Yeah. So that's, how the conversation started was like, okay, well, what if we go out here in the middle? And so I, I went and sat down with Debbie and Jody and I said, you know, would you want to be part of this? And I mean, it wasn't even a hesitation. They said, absolutely. You just tell us what we need to do. And I said, well, would you buy the containers? 
So 88 lived to ride, paid for those containers. And then we went out there and did the work. And Jody brought a friend with him. And Jody did all the welding on site himself. Wow. So, you know, when, when we challenged the community to help, um, that's who stepped up. And so when they started, you know, obviously it's a monster tower and it's painted black and all that stuff. And I said, well, part of this needs to be the live to ride. This is, this is their world. And this is the way we can now cross their world into the motorcycle world. Absolutely. And so the, the middle section, the VIP area is the 88 live to ride VIP area. And Debbie has three posters in there on the wall that tells the story of Matt. And, and this is their 20th anniversary this year of his death. Mm-hmm. And me and Debbie talked out there before they did the ribbon cutting. And I said, you know, Matt would be proud of what you have done. And she said, you know, I know my son. And if he had to look back and say, if I was still here riding in what championships I would have won or what you've done with my name, he, she said, I think he would have chose this too. And so, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And, and for any parent that, that, you know, we've all been, we've all seen parents lose riders at tracks and most of the time, I mean, you don't ever see them again. And that would be me. I mean, I've told Grayson that if something happens to you, I think I would be so bitter. I don't think I would come back to the sport. And that would be understandable to be honest. Yeah. And, and, and Debbie has been a, a soldier, you know, for 20 years to continue to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when Kevin Lance lost his son, yeah. you know, we were at Unadilla and, and this was the next race and he come walking through the pits and I said, what are you doing here? And he said, David, we don't know where to go. He said, this, this was the next thing we were supposed to do. He said, our friends are here. He said, we just, we don't know what to do. And so, you know, when all of us travel, this traveling circus that we do, you know, those are your families, those are your friends. But, um, but to be a part of that with Debbie and Jody was huge. And to watch her reaction when she cut that ribbon and, you know, and she looked at me and said, thank you. Um, you know, that that's what it's all about. It is, you know, this is a, this is a tribute to, to a family that lost her son and we want to do something cool. And, you know, that's, that's just what it is. We'll get right back to the show, but now a word from our sponsors. And thank you for listening to these ads. Without these great companies, none of this would be possible. Show your support for the people who support us. The official tire choice of Digging Deep, CST tires are the choice of ATV Racing's elite on the track, in the woods, and every other terrain. CST tires swept the ATV Racing world in 2022 as Joel Hattrick, Bryson Neal, and Bo Barron rode their Pulse MXR and Pulse HT tires to an ATV Pro Motocross title, GNCC XC1 Pro title, and 10th ATV Pro Works Racing title, respectfully. Led by champion Joel Hattrick and podium contenders Bryce Ford, Jeffrey Restrell, and Nick Janusa, CST's Pulse MXR tire is the most trusted tire in ATV motocross today. Available in soft and standard compounds, the Pulse MXR offers the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics when compared to the competition. And did I mention they have a contingency program as well? Visit shop.csttires.com to join the CST takeover today, or prepare to be beat by someone who did. The best of the best choose CST. Do you? You know we're Team Blue Crew here at the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, as the Yamaha YFZ450R is the official ATV of Digging Deep. 
in a move started by eight-time ATV MX Pro Class National Champion Chad Weenan, who with his next championship will become the winningest champion in ATV motocross history, we are living in ATV Racing's YFZ450R era. Alongside Weenan, seven-time GNCC XC1 Pro ATV National Champion Walker Fowler welcomed a pair of new champions to the Yamaha Champions Club as the podium-proven Yamaha YFZ450R proved to be the winning choice for Joel Hetrick and Bryson Neal. This unprecedented success for the YFC450R, its unrivaled quality and performance, and the clear fact that Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing has resulted in a complete Yamaha takeover within the sport quad market. Evident by the continuation of Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program, Yamaha riders will once again cash in on payout and prize opportunities in 2023, including a chance to win a brand new YFC450R. For more info, head over to YamahaBlueCrew.com. Follow Yamaha Outdoors as well as the new Blue Crew official channel on social media and check out Yamaha's full proven off-road lineup at YamahaOutdoors.com today. SSI decals, your decals, your way. SSI decals sets the standard with the best looking decals, graphics kits, and vinyl wraps in the industry. Established in 1947, SSI took shape as an offshoot of their parent company by doing a little work for local pro Chad Weenan. Nearly two decades later and fueled by a passion for ATVs, the company has flourished into one of ATV Moto's most recognized brands. From ATV Motocross, SSI has expanded into graphics and design work for top racers in GNCC, works racing, pro motocross and supercross, off-road, and more, headlined by eight-time world champion Top Fuel drag racer Clay Milliken. Whether your project is big or small, SSI Decals will make your identity stick. Get started today at SSIDecals.com and use code DIGGINGDEEP10 for 10% off at checkout. Things are about to get sick. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID and their wide range of championship-winning chains. From the street to the track and everywhere in between, DID chains are designed to give you the optimal riding experience with great performance and increased chain life. Consistent to the core, pick up your box of reliability today. DID, what drives you? We are proud to be partnered with Namira Technologies. For over 20 years, Namira has pushed the limit of value and reliability in the ATV and side-by-side market. Covering more applications than anyone in the industry, Namira's full line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and industry-leading top-end repair kits and more have led to higher overall engine performance for your machine. Visit your local dealer or online at www.namira.com and follow along on Instagram for giveaways and exciting new products in 2023. Namira Technologies, your one-stop shop engine component supplier. We are pleased to be partnered with Bronco ATV and UTV Components. Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals and cylinders, shock and suspension parts, winches, clutch kits, valves, carb kits, bearing kits, and drive chain parts, Bronco is your hard part source for whatever you need for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world, visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. For over 150 years, Valvoline has been dedicated to constant improvement and innovation across all disciplines of racing. As a proud member of Team Valvoline for nearly a decade, I have witnessed their unwavering commitment to pushing the boundaries of performance. Valvoline has sponsored some of the greatest names in motorsports, solidifying their position as a powerhouse in the industry. Being a part of this historically great team has been an incredible privilege. When it comes to my equipment, whether it's my daily commuting vehicles, race quads, or anything in between, I trust nothing but Valvoline. 
The range of products and lubricants consistently delivers increased horsepower, durability, and engine life. While Valvoline's latest innovation, the Valvoline Ultimate Power Sports line, stands out as a true game changer, their entire lineup deserves recognition. With the Ultimate Power Sports, I've experienced unparalleled performance on the track and beyond. Its advanced synthetic formula is specifically engineered for high-performance power sports vehicles, delivering unmatched power, protection, and endurance. Upgrade to Valvoline today and experience the difference for yourself. Visit ValvolineGlobal.com to explore their full range of products, including the groundbreaking Valvoline Ultimate Power Sports. Discover why Valvoline has been a trusted name in the racing industry for over a century. It makes the hair on my arm stand up. Awesome to highlight Debbie there and, and her involvement, all the stuff that she's done over the years. She helps anybody and everybody that she possibly can. I love to hear that insight into how she feels that, you know, Matt's name and, and Matt would choose this route of all the great mm -hmm. things that Debbie has done in his honor rather than who knows how many titles he could have been, because that is one thing that's on our docket. I've been in talks with Debbie to kind of tell Matt's story here on my show. Uh, it's just getting... She wants to be, I think, in the right space uh, to tell it, right? Which I totally understand, but I uh, really look forward to that because I want the the younger riders to know Matt's story too. You know, uh, we know yeah. that Joel runs the number 88 or or has when he wasn't number one in honor of Matt Bartosik. Uh, but it's one of those things that I want to kind of fill some of those gaps, but yeah, it's just a, such an amazing thing. And again, credit to her credit to you. Uh, just an awesome thing. Actually, what kind of stemmed this whole, again, I had said that I had an email drafted up to you for months now that I wanted to make this conversation happen. But uh, from time to time, I throw on the weed show on YouTube and we just walking around with his GoPro and he's, you know, showcasing the tower and, and mentioned, you know, we got to thank the ATV side, Mr. David Eller and 88 live to ride Debbie. And I'm like, you know what, this is when we have to talk to David. I want to hear about this. I want people to go, you know what? I wanted people to go to this race this upcoming weekend and know the, the role that, that you and, and Debbie that you played, uh, in rebuilding the Loretta's that we know, because it's, it's too easy, David, to now show up and say, shoot, it looks, it looks basically the same. It looks the same, but better. And, and, you know, that makes it sound too easy, I guess. Right. I mean, you guys did it so much work to bring it back to life. When you see those photos and the videos of the devastation from years ago, man, to now show up and have it look the same is just such an amazing thing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, on the, on the motorcycle side, you got road to recovery and, uh, which is, um, you know, Jimmy Button's family and, and, and Lori, Lori runs it. And, uh, all of those people, you know, they were a big, big part in the first rebuild. And, um, and I want Debbie and Lori to meet and they have not met yet because both of them are running parallel universes, you know, for what they do on each side. Sure. And, uh, I've told Debbie and Lori both know that, but you know, Debbie don't come to supercrosses and Lori don't come to ATV races. So we got to figure out a way to get them together. Yeah. But, um, and, you know, that's something that we do as a team, you know, the, the beginning of this year, I said, how do we continue to, to give back to our charities? And so we pledged $10 a lap for every lap that our riders turn on a racetrack. And so on the motorcycle side, that money goes to road recovery. And on the ATV side, you know, with Bryson, Neil and Grayson and Joel, that money goes to, um, to, to 88 live to ride. And, um, and, you know, we were hoping that maybe that would start, you know, some kind of trend that where everybody would give back to these, 
you know, to these two entities because they have spent a lot of money in the last few years sure. with what they're doing. And, you know, if we don't keep, help keep money back in there, you know, then they're not going to be able to help. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, when these, when these things happen, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's good to have those people there. I mean, when Kyle broke his neck and, uh, and, you know, we had to get Kyle from, from, um, you know, from St. Louis to back here to Greensboro and, um, medically they were not moving him. He was moving on his own as far as he's choosing to come home. Okay. So insurance did not cover a medical flight for him and he's got a broken neck with a halo and everything else to get on a flight. Sure. And so we called road to recovery and, and they have a program in place to help with that. And then um, I called Greg Pafford on the ATV side. Yeah. Greg about it. And Greg said, I will, t we will have a plane in the air now and it'll be in St. Louis and, and I can be there in an hour and 15 minutes and we'll have him in Greensboro in an hour and 15 minutes after that. Oh you just gosh. tell me. What to do. And so I called Kyle's dad back and I said, okay, here's what we got worked out. And they had been in contact with American airlines and American airlines had a, a thing that they can help make that happen too. So they did it. But what I'm saying is that, Again, that's a good example of an ATV family stepping up to help a Supercross guy get home. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I just there's there's so many connections there of the people that have done great things for for each, you know, for each side and each riders that are hurt. And, uh, you know, when Grayson Grayson crashed at Muddy Creek years ago, he's probably 12 years old and he got wadded up pretty good. And they took him up to Bristol and he was in the hospital for a little bit. And Debbie came in there. And she walked into the room and she pinched Grayson on the foot. And she said, Grayson, you have no idea how hard this is for me to come in here. And he didn't know. But, you know, when as a parent and you hear that, you know, it, it, it is, we don't know, you know, we don't know what these other people have went through. So, um, yeah. but that's why I say she's, she's something else. Yep. Yep. She's the, she's the best. Like I said, it makes the hair on my arm stand up and it's just a, it's a testament to this whole thing, just being one big family, like you said. So, uh, David, I, I, I had said to you that, you know, we try to keep these preview show conversations a little short, so we're probably, I'm probably at my limit here. Um, but I, I sure hope that you're willing to do this, you know, in the future again with me, that would be, uh, so much fun. I just think you have so many stories to tell. Uh, I know that you have racing stories from your day too, that we haven't even got into. Um, so I hope that you're willing to, to sit down with me again. I think that would be so much fun, but kind of finishing up here. So we're both headed to Loretta's. You just got done there. You'll head back down there for the ATV thing in the coming days. Uh, do you have a favorite Loretta Lynn's memory, David? For me or for, for watching our riders? Well, uh, however you want to take it, maybe both. You know, when, when I, I guess my favorite one is I've told Grayson, you know, Grayson would always tell me about, you know, when he would win somewhere and he'd try to rub it in my face and pick on me about it. Well, in the motorcycle world, Loretta Lynn's is hallowed ground. Of course. I mean, that is, that's simple. And, uh, and I told him, I said, look, I said, I don't, don't you give me no lip until you win Loretta's. And when he won Loretta's, uh, we, we took a picture of him and Wayne and Sean on the podium together. And, uh, and that, that picture is hanging in my office. And wow. so, you know, for him to win there and, uh, because I, I hated Loretta Lenz. I hated everything that race stood for because I said motorcycle as an amateur motorcycle rider you will always be judged for the rest of your life, how you finish there. Sure. And, you know, 
good or bad. I mean, you could win there and have the worst life, but you were a Loretta Lynn winner. Mm-hmm. And you can win everything in the world and ha- and not have success there, and that's what people will remember. And, so and so, people, people say you cracked under pressure at Loretta's. It is. It is. And it's a tough, tough place, and the track's not that hard, and you can just override it. But yeah. anyway, I mean, the very first time I took Grayson there, I had to go back to that place after – you know, not, not being, not, not being a fan. Yeah. And, uh, we got there early and, and I, and I walked the track for an hour, uh, just reliving all the demons and everywhere <laughs> I cracked on that. Floor. Okay. Uh, so Grayson road practice. And then we went out for his first moto and I was on the gate with him and they dropped the gate and I was walking around the side and you couldn't see, I mean, everybody knows you can't see until they tell you. And then, and they said, well, Grayson Eller from Salisbury, North Carolina, with the whole shot coming out of the back section. And it hit me right then. It's like, look, this ain't about you anymore. You know, this is this is about the future and, and, and just look past it. And so, you know, from that point, I reckon it just hit that, look, it, let's 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 start focusing on, on going forward. And uh, and, you know, those those memories of, of him and then going after with Heath and, you know, Heath won it in 2009 and he beat, you know, he beat Malcolm Stewart. And, uh, and I told him, I said, well, you know, and he said, I tell you what, he said, I would give Malcolm that championship today if I could have his career. Of course. And, you know, but Heath is, you know, so when Heath won it two years ago, um, that was a big deal. I mean, we celebrated that because he wanted to go back and do that. And, uh, so I've got some, I've got some cool ones. I mean, I got some bad riding ones too, but I got some good riding ones too. So, I mean, it's, it's a love and hate relationship out there. Well, it's, yes, you feel that from the dirt bike side, you know, that, like you said, it's the, it's the weight of the world for these kids and their whole, their whole year is structured to peak for those five days or whatever. So you and I, before we hit record on this, we're talking about, you know, the weather this last week and how crazy it was. And, you know, it was as bad as maybe it's ever been or close to it, all those things. And as much as I love a good mud race and I love to see who was able to perform in the, in the conditions and all those things, I still found myself bummed that, you know, these kids you know, are working all year long, the qualifiers and all the training and all these kids basically are living at facilities. Every one of them that steps on the podium, basically all this stuff. It's just, just insane to me that then it just comes down to three days of (laughs) as bad of mud as we've seen at Loretta's in 30, 40 years or whatever it must be. It's just, it's absolutely insane. But, uh, but I just, I feel for those kids. I've raced there in the mud. I've raced there in the rain and, and, uh, and you know, you still the same race track yeah. still goes the same. One more cool memory from Loretta's, um, when Joel won his first championship and, uh, you know, we finished it up at Loretta's and Debbie come out onto the track, out onto the podium and she was crying. Uh, I said, you know, what's, what's wrong that I'm so happy, but now Matt's number won't be on the track anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was a tough deal. We gave her the number one plate that they gave us on the podium. And when we went to Gainesville this year, um, you know, she didn't go. Right. And we actually asked if we could run number 88 at Gatorback, and we couldn't. But, um, you know, Joel wanted to do that. So um, so that that's still – I think she's okay with it now. I mean, you know, after after a couple of times, she's okay with it now. But that was a, that was a big one. And uh, 
and we saved that picture too. So yeah, well the the eighty eight legacy continues to live on, whether it's on the track or not. Uh, everybody knows what number Joel runs, right? You're, you he's built quite a brand. So uh, like we touched on earlier, so that's uh that's a great memory too. Uh, last question for you, I got one more. So expectations for Joel at the finale. He's our title's already wrapped up. He's never been in this position before going to Loretta's with it already wrapped up. He's we've seen him wrap it up a moto early. Uh, so he told us he's, he's going to grab another gear this weekend. He's going to go even faster. He's got no, nothing to lose. Uh, so what yeah. do you expect, David? Do you got to keep him motivated in some way? Do we got, do we got some kind of incentive out there? I mean, what do, what are you thinking? Well, I got, I got to tell you another little thing. Um, you know, when we went to the, to the uh, to the race last year, and Joel's quad and Grayson's quad was stolen in Amarillo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, so we have not given up, and actually, Joel's quad has been found. You're kidding and, me! And I had, yep, I had a court hearing on Friday to prove ownership, uh, and obviously, we did. And so, I am flying to Amarillo on Thursday morning to pick up Joel's quad, and I will stop at Loretta's Friday morning, and Joel's championship quad will be there. Now it's pretty roached, but um, we are bringing it back home, and uh, so that's a, a huge deal for Joel there. And uh, and then you know Joel Joel gets paid bonuses to win, you know, from his riding gear, from his shock, from and yeah. so when everybody will just lay back or just do this, do that. And Joel said, look, I got bills to pay. I got kids. <laughs> so Joel, Joel's racing for, for payday. You know, it's, yeah. it's still racing for payday. So, yeah, um, of course. Hey, so how do you find this quad? I mean, I was, <laughs> I was concerned, David, I was certain that that thing had made it to Mexico and it was never coming back. Well, the, um, we have a reward out there and, you know, we still repost that every once in a while. Okay. And uh, place down there with these, guys go ride their dirt bikes and their four wheelers. It's called the Canadian river basin outside of Amarillo. And there was some quad people there that knew that that was not a normal quad. And they went up and they looked at it and they took pictures of it and the pictures of it, the guy had already put it in the back of his truck. We had pictures of it in the truck with a tag number and everything. And we turned all that over to the Amarillo police department and, and it took two or three times before they could get into their house to get to the quad. And, um, and it is Joel's quad. And so we had, um, you know, it didn't have a VIN number on it or the VIN number had been powder coated over. So when the police went out there, the VIN number that we gave them, they couldn't find a VIN number. So they left it. Yep. Well, you know, then they went back and got it again they went back and got it, took it to a Yamaha dealership and the Yamaha dealership says, well, it doesn't have a VIN and I kept telling them, yes, it does. Here's where it's at. Sand yeah. it. And it's an, OE, uh, and it's so an OEM police, frame. Yes, it's an right. OEM frame. The police did that. And uh, and so uh, they uh, we had to have a, a claim of property hearing with the judge. And the people that had it said they bought it. And um, but, you know, they obviously we had we proved ownership. So um, there's still one more out there and we're not going to give up. But we. Joel's quad is coming home this weekend. Wow. Well, I, I, I'll have to stop by and see that. Cause what a, what an amazing story, especially almost a year. I mean, a year exactly, David, that's, that's absolutely yep. amazing. I, I can't believe you, you tracked that thing down. That is nuts. <laughs> Joel said, he said, well, we should just leave it like it is because it would be a better story. I said, Joel, I, I think about, you know, kids that watch like the movie cars 
you know, mm-hmm. every, every quad and you, you ride them, you know, they all got their own personalities, whether we, they all do little weird things, same way with motorcycles, you know, some you hate and some you love. And, right. and I said, you know, I think this one won a championship and it was headed out there to win another race and it didn't happen. And I said, so I think we take it apart and we rebuild it back to where it's supposed to be. And we take it out and race it one more time. And that way it goes back to where it's supposed to be. And then we, there you so, go. Um, if they have that, in this year that will be the quad that we will take out there you broke up there for a second if you go back to the to the wavos thing is that what you said have that race again we will take that quad back out there because it was meant to go to that race yeah so that's what we need to do with that absolutely no what a what a great story well uh awesome david i can't thank you enough for this i can't thank you enough for your time all the stories i love it on behalf of the the entire atv motocross community uh thank you so much for all that you do you know supporting one of our favorite racers of course all the stuff you do for the sport and uh you know like i said i'm a two-wheel guy too so all the stuff you do on that end and you gave us a good look you give us such a good look the four-wheeled side like i said dating back to you know watching the weed show there he's like you know we got to give the four-wheeled guys some credit uh for for this uh this tower and other things so uh thanks for all you do uh we're obviously always pulling for you on the two-wheeled side too cheering phoenix on and congrats on your recent titles and and all that stuff and uh maybe we'll uh we'll see you down in tennessee at the the end of the week here but again buddy i I can't thank you enough for your time this has been so much fun and i sure hope that you'll do it again with me all right thank you appreciate it Thanks so much. Safe travels. That's David Eller, owner of the Phoenix Racing Team, right here on the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast brought to you by Impact Solutions. Thanks so much, sir. Have a good day. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. The following message is brought to you by Manscaped.com. The Manscaped engineering team has outdone themselves this time, creating the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, an official sponsor of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I am blown away. This thing is next level. What sets this trimmer apart from all the rest? The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It features a new multi-functioning on-off switch with travel lock for those of us who like to travel. And my favorite, the new trimmer allows you to customize your trim with four different guard lengths and upgrade from its predecessor that only featured two. If you're listening, you know that good tools are a must, so wait no more to get the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using code DIGGINGDEEP20. Hey everyone, this is Larry Mills, president of DP Breaks North America and proud partner of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast. We at DP Brakes are a longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology, dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheel racers on the planet. This year's lineup includes Jeff Restrelli, Mark Baldwin and Baldwin Motorsports, Ford Brothers Racing, Nick Janusa, and many more, including Mr. Digging Deep himself, Cody Jansen, plus all the top 17 GNCC pros such as seven-time champion Walker Fowler, Bryce O'Neill, Hunter Hart, Cole Rich. Richardson, Jared McClure, Adam McGill, and previous champion Chris Borich. These top riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer, products that ultimately help place them on top of the podium week after week. DP brakes are available through www.dp-brakes.com 
or you can purchase them through your local parts and limited stocking dealer or you can even message us myself larry mills or dp breaks on instagram or facebook and if you have any questions about product or sponsorship support please ask us we are waiting for you join the best atv riders in the world equipped with dp brakes and have a great year everyone Nearing two decades into the brand's existence, Factory 43 is back and better than ever, continuing to make major waves in the ATV world. For the third consecutive season, Factory 43 is the official aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing ATV team, providing their state-of-the-art Evo Nerf bars, MX-style front bumpers, and grab bars for two-time champ Joel Hetrick. If you're in the market to upgrade your Nerf bars, bumpers, or grab bars, head over to Factory43ATV.com to see their full line of industry-leading products available for all makes and models. Head over to Factory43ATV.com today. First impressions matter. What's the first thing that someone notices about you? In most cases, it's your face, and most importantly, your skin. If you aren't already, it's time to put your best face forward. How do you do that? By adding in a skincare routine. And it's not as hard as you think. You just don't have the right tools for the job. Until now. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging, Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skin care and is here to save the day. Use our exclusive code DIGGINGDEEP20 at calderalab.com to enjoy 20% off their best products. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regiment leads off their product lineup, a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Men's skincare has never been easier with the help of Caldera Lab and the Regiment. Inside this bundle, you'll find face wash that leaves all skin types feeling refreshed, hydrating daily moisturizer, and a rejuvenating before bed multifunctional serum. Caldera Lab is made with top tier ingredients and is a great addition to your daily routine. It takes less than a minute both morning and night, and shout out to all the vet riders out there, it's here to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Get 20% off with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at calderalab.com. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A lab.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com by using code DIGGINGDEEP20. Jump into skin and first impression royalty with Caldera Lab. All right, guys, your host Cody Jansen here for our final segment of this 2023 Loretta Lynn's preview show. And awesome conversation there with David Eller, owner of the Phoenix Racing Team. Absolutely fascinating dude. So stoked that he was willing to join me. But of course, in this final segment, we have to go through our SSI decals, top five storylines heading into the finale. And I'd also like to outline some of the the other battles, the amateur battles that are coming down to the wire here at the finale. So let's start off with our pro class, of course. Now, when we look at the points standings, not a ton of movement is going to happen at this finale, I don't think. We obviously know Joel Hattrick already wrapped up the title. He's out front. He's number one. He's king of the king of the hill here. The, the That battle that we're going to watch, and you can bet that this will be in our top five storylines heading into the race, is the battle for second between Bryce Ford and Chad Weenan. That's going to be very much one to watch. That's that's one that where we could see movement. I don't think it's likely, but we could possibly see something there. We've seen crazy things happen at Loretta Lynn's before. So Bryce Ford's second. Uh, he's got a 19-point advantage over Chad Weenan. Uh, another 21 points back is Jeffrey Rastrelli, so he's probably locked in the four spot. Nick Janusa, another 21 points back, so he's probably locked in the fifth spot. 
So he's going to keep that streak alive of top five finishes every single year of his professional career. So that stays going for Nick Janusa. Brandon Hogue, he goes into the finale with absolutely nothing to lose. He absolutely thought that he should have been on the podium at the last round for sure. If not, you know, maybe in the top spot. Um, so he's got nothing to lose. I think that you're going to see Brandon leave it all out there. We posted earlier today about emptying the tank. And I think that that's something that we could very much see from Brandon Hogue at the finale. Uh, Max Linquist, another guy who's been really good at Loretta's in, in recent years. He's locked in the seventh spot. I don't think that that's going to change. And he's another guy that's got nothing to lose. He would love to put it on the podium here to end his season. In the eighth spot, another 16 points back. Wesley Wolf, he's locked in the eighth spot. I don't see that changing. Kevin Saar, we've seen him clearly and obviously elevating himself in recent weeks. Uh, he's probably locked in the nine spot. I don't think that we're going to see much change there. Tenth now is where we could see a change. If we're talking about the top 10, uh, Logan Stanfield, he's sitting in the 10th spot right now. We know he's dealing with a, a knee injury that most likely ended his season. So Cody Ford sitting in the 11th spot right now, just five points back. And Cody Ford's goal all season long has very much been to put himself in in the top 10 at season's end. So that's an exciting thing for Cody Ford heading into the finale with that goal right in front of him, only five points back as we speak. Michael Allred sits in the 12th spot. Thoughts and prayers with him as he continues to recover. Uh, he basically announced his retirement or, or at least a pause on his professional career at this point. Uh, looks like he's probably going to just end up in the 12th spot. Adam Ulrich looks, sounds like he's out as well with that broken arm. He's going to find himself in the 13th spot right now, but only two points back is Aaron Salinas, who would love to put it in the top 10. He was on our last episode. He would love to put it in the top 10 at the finale so that we could see some change there. Vince Merman, uh, he's possibly going to be there, he told us, as a referee for the for the amateurs, so he's not racing. He's in 15th right now. Uh, two points ahead of Dane Molander. So Dane Molander, as long as he shows up at this last race, could probably find himself finishing 15th in points. And then after that, we got John Glada, who's come and gone at some of these races. Zach Decker, we know, is not signing up. Uh, Marshall Smith in the 19th spot. He continues to recover. Thoughts and prayers with him. Cesar Jimenez finds himself in the 20th spot. He could move up, I guess. He's only seven points back of Marshall Smith, but he announced today, I believe, I didn't get to read the whole post, but I believe he announced his retirement following this last race at Loretta. So salute to Cesar Jimenez. What an awesome dude. Uh, if you get a chance, maybe go seek him out this weekend at Loretta Lynn's and uh, give him a pat on the back. Tell him that it was awesome having him here in the States. He's been an uh, awesome rider to watch. He's been around for a number of years at this point in a really, really, really Nice dude. So, uh, Caesar, heck of a career, and uh, hopefully you can put it in the top ten one more time this this weekend at Loretta's. That would be cool to see. Andrew Shaddle in the twentieth spot looks like tied with Caesar Jimenez. I uh, don't know if we're gonna see him or not. He's been spotty this year. On when we see him and Zach as well, uh, another two points back. So that we basically kind of went through it. But let's touch on our SSI decals top five storylines heading into round ten, the finale at Loretta Lynn's storyline number. Number five, uh, some of these are going to be amateur stuff. Some of them are going to be pro. Storyline number five is Kinsey Osborne's perfect season. She's got two more motos, two more gate drops left in the WMX class. She's won every moto out so far. Can she complete the perfect season at Loretta's? If you remember last year, she tore her ACL early in the weekend and still 
went 1-1 in the WMX class there at Loretta's. Can she do it again and complete the perfect season? And she probably wants a little vengeance, a little revenge on the B class as well as she, we, we know obviously at this point that she went out of that B class at Briarcliff well leading. Uh, number four on our storylines, our top five storylines presented by SSI decals heading into the finale is that battle for the Pro-Am title. I think Mason Jackson is very much in the in the catbird seat he's very much in the driver's seat for this title in his rear view just nine points back is joey chambers and kevin sar both nine points back we know kevin sar has been red hot at this point but it's almost like i mean mason could let kevin win and uh, all he's got to do is keep it within nine points so that's basically like keeping it in the top five so um he's gonna he he can go into this one playing it safe so yeah so mason jackson's leading joey chambers and kevin sar are nine points back. Jaden Launderville is 12 points back and Blair Miller is 16 points back. But that Pro-Am title is going to be one to watch. I mean, that's the race to watch this weekend at Loretta Lynn's. Storyline number three, we already touched on it. That battle for 10th in the pro class is something that's going to be really, I'm going to be really focused on. Can we see Cody Ford get up into the top 10 spot and achieve that goal that he's had since they started the season months ago back at Daytona? Can he seal the deal at the finale? Storyline number two, younger brother. Does Bryce Ford finish the deal at Loretta's. He's got that 19-point advantage over Chad Wienan. We know Chad Wienan's been on the comeback trail. That's an awesome story in itself. But holding on to that two spot is a, is a big deal nonetheless. So does Bryce Ford finish the deal at Loretta's? Can he hold on to that 19-point advantage and finish second in points? And, you know, when I look at this, we haven't touched on it much in these shows, but we're going to give out a, a Digging Deep Most Improved Award here at the end of the season. And I think that when you look at it and we'll do the math when the dust settles, but I think that Bryce Ford is probably the the odds on favorite for this award. And it's probably not even close. And the first year of the award, his older brother, Cody Ford won it. So uh, we'll see how the points break down. We do it by the math. Whoever's improved most from the season before is, is how that's going to play out, but we'll see. I think Bryce Ford could be the most improved pro here this season. So we'll see how that all plays out in our storyline. Number one, our number one storyline and our SSI decals, top five storylines heading into Loretta Lynn's is who wins the 2023 Digging Deep ATV Fantasy title. It is absolutely nip and tuck heading into the finale, closer than it's ever been. Every year that we put this together, it has not been this close. With Eliza Capen out front with 1,240 points, Casey Beaver in second with 1,239, Shane Shimon tied for second, 1,239, I'm in third, 1,238, and then we got an array of guys on our heels as well. Adam Smith, 1,237, Rookie Skirt, also 1237. My dad, Joel Jansen, 1233. Jim Hardy, 1233. Pyramid Valley Men, 1232. Man, it's so close going into the finale. It's going to be an absolute blast. The stress is on for all ATV fantasy players heading into Loretta. So that's going to be an absolute blast. That is our number one storyline heading into the finale is who's going to take home this 2023 Digging Deep ATV title. I can't wait. 
So finishing up here then, I want to touch on some of the amateur classes that are nip and tuck, single digits is kind of how I specified if we were going to kind of shout them out here. But we have some great battles coming down to the wire here in some of our amateur classes. Starting with things tightening up in the pro sport class. Brett Musig has an eight-point lead over Mason Jackson. Five points back is Jaden J.J. Launderville. Six-point back is Blair Miller. So things are tight. Things are continuing to be tight in that pro sport division. We're going to see how that shakes out. In one class, Mason Jackson can play it safe. In pro sport on Saturday, Mason Jackson has to do all he can to go 1-1 and see how things are going to settle behind him. In 450B, Casey Fancher has a six point advantage over Jared Guone. We'll see how that plays out. In production A, things are tight there. Kale Deal has a six point advantage over Austin Dyer. In senior 40 plus C, Joe Thomas has just a four point lead over Joe Concia. Another Musig in the Masters 50 plus class, CD Musig has a seven point advantage over Jason Jackson, who's probably stressing his ATV fantasy team here late in the season. Jason Jackson, an ATV fantasy player. In the women's 15-plus class, while wow, we got a great battle going on here between Olivia Joyner, six points up over Natalie Jackson. In the 90 shifter 8-13 to 13 class, Styles West is eight points up over Ethan Tavergiak. In the 70 auto 6-11 to 11 class, Davin Sloniker has a six-point advantage over Ethan Cornell. In the 70 shifter 6-11 to 11 class, Ethan Cornell is leading this one seven points over Cass Jackson. And tighter than any of them is in the little class, the 50 open 4-8. to eight. Nate Joyner has a two-point advantage over Johnny Loss heading into the finale. So these are the classes that you're going to want to watch at the finale. Stoked to kind of help everybody hone in on the races that maybe mean the most this weekend at Loretta Lynn's. But guys, that's going to do it for our last segment here on our Loretta Lynn's preview show. Stoked to bring you this. Stoked to give you a little something to listen to on the way to the races. Let the fun begin. Success in the ATV MX world is similar to what creates financial success as well. The right people, the right advice, and more importantly, hard work and the benefit of an ongoing relationship as situations change and adversity is experienced. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Haymower Financial Group can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help your family prepare for whatever life brings. Call me, Scott Haymower, at Haymower Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, at 920-338-8150. That's 920-338-8150. Offices located in beautiful De Pere, Wisconsin, with registrations and clients nationwide. Headlined by the 4130 Chromali, Launderville Steel and Concrete Supply is a full-service steel supplier of new and surplus steel, aluminum, and stainless steel products. This racing family-owned full metal service center and concrete product supplier comes with over 30 years of experience serving the entire United States from their central Midwest location. As the number one choice for nationwide shipments and with available next-day delivery in select areas, LSE has you covered near or far. 4130 is not just the chromoly tubing and plate used in the building of chassis for an array of motorsports applications, but it is also the name of the newest addition to the Pro Paddock with riders Jaden J.J. Launderville and Max Linquist, introducing the new 4130 Motorsports team. Launderville Steel offers a large selection of material for any project, including their concrete division that can supply everything you need to complete your next business or personal project. For a quote or more info, visit LaundervilleSteel.com today or give them a call at 715-675-6193. 
That's 715-675-6193. Here at Digging Deep, we have an obvious passion for ATVs and pridefully enjoy sharing the sport's history. Since 2019, when the podcast was born, we've been working to partner with individuals who share our passion, but one man and his vision had been missing from our partnership group until now. When it comes to the sports history, the hallowed grounds of Binky's Forever ATC Museum has it all. Binky Tapscott's mind-blowing collection of three- and four-wheelers has preserved history by spanning all makes and models from Honda three-wheelers in chronological order to unique builds that shaped ATB racing as we know it, like Doug Gust's iconic DRZ-powered hybrid thumper and everything in between. There's no denying Binky's passion, a passion that we certainly relate to here at Digging Deep. Binky's goal is to share his amazing collection with fellow enthusiasts by making his prized possessions accessible to the public via scheduled visits. Follow Forever ATC Museum on Facebook and watch foreveratc.com for further updates on possibly getting a chance to see Binky's Forever ATC Museum for yourself. We are proud to welcome Binky's Forever ATC Museum to the Digging Deep family. As the number one podcast in ATB racing, it's only right that we partner with the industry leaders in suspension tuning. Insert Impact Solutions. Impact Solutions is a full-service ATB and side-by-side suspension center specializing in the revalving and service of your motocross and off-road suspension. With over 25 years of elite-level knowledge, experience, and testing with riders of all ages and ability levels, Jay Goble and the Impact crew strive to exceed clients' expectations for service and setup. Impact Solutions is the official Elka Suspension Service Center of the United States, offering unmatched product knowledge and experience. Whether you're in need of service, parts, warranty, sales, or technical support, Impact Solutions has you covered. Head over to ImpactSolutionsATV.com or give them a call today. Thanks for listening, and remember to support our partners. Now back to the show. All right, guys, before we get out of here, I want to take this opportunity to highlight an ATV-only race going on at Redbud the weekend after Loretta's. None of us were ready to be done with Redbud. All of us want to go back there and line up again. So this is your opportunity. August 20th, ATV-only race at Redbud. Some of the perks, other than it just being an ATV-only race, so sign me up to that to begin with, but it's a minimum of $1,500 to win on top of the normal payouts in the A-class. And there's also a large payout going on for the women's class as well. So I think that there's going to be more developments with this as it gets a little bit closer. So weekend after Loretta's August 20th, ATV only race at Redbud. I don't think you're going to want to miss it. And then after that, add to your calendar October 7th, be there digging deep ATV ride day at Briarcliff. There's a group on Facebook. You can search that. Mark yourself as going if you're planning to go. We'd like to kind of have an idea on the numbers that we're going to get. So show Show up at Redbud, show up at Briarcliff, can't freaking wait. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in to this Loretta Lynn's preview show. Major thanks to tonight's featured guest, David Eller of the Phoenix Racing Team. Thanks to producer Dallas Jansen, my brother, for all his hard work. Thanks to Brooke and AMA official Harv Whipple. Thanks to photographers Ken Hill and Logan Tremellen of Tremellen Media House. Shout out to Michelle Stillo and Rated MX. Tune in this weekend on the Rated MX Facebook page. We'll obviously be back doing the play-by-play on the Digging Deep Facebook page. So it'll be back to normalcy now that I'm not behind the mic for this race. Thanks to all of our donors. You know who you are. We appreciate you so much. Thanks to all of our partners. CST Tires. Go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew. Thanks to SSI Decal. 
Miles, Valvoline, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Lunderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the Financial Advice of the Haymauer Financial Group, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Binkies Forever ATC Museum, Impact Solutions, new partner Caldera Lab, and their high-performance men's skincare products and regiment. We all know that moto is a gnarly sport. It can be hard on our skin, so allow Caldera Lab to help you achieve your skincare goals this summer. Get 20% off with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at calderalab.com and Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. Support all the brands that support our show. And don't forget to use those codes to save. Find it all on our website and be sure to click that Rocky Mountain HBMC banner for all your gear and parts needs and to help us out. Most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. It is the weekend, not only the finale on the track, but the finale in ATV Fantasy as well. ATVFantasy.com is is your go-to spot for all things ATV Fantasy. And at shop.diggingdeepatvmx.com, that's your place to find all of our merch. And we'll have a bunch of it with us this weekend at Loretta. So please come seek us out. Planning to park somewhere down by the billboard like last year. So come seek us out. That way it saves us on shipping. And uh, we got a ton. We'll have at least 100 items of digging deep apparel with us uh, as we had to Loretta's this week. If you're looking for another easy way to help support us, visit our website and click the Patreon or buy me a coffee buttons. This allows you to set up a one-time or monthly contribution to support our efforts. You can leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show, 920-569-3519. Follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional content coverage and more fun stuff surrounding this finale at Loretta Lynn's. How the heck are we at the 2023 season finale? Unreal. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. All episodes, additional podcast providers, sponsor links, and discount codes, show merchandise, fantasy info, and more can all be found on our website, diggingdeepatvmx.com. So check that out today. Be a friend, tell a friend. Please download, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And with that, For David Eller, Brooke Jansen, Dallas Jansen, and I'm your host, Cody Jansen, thanks for listening to and making us the most listened to podcast in ATV Racing with more than 228,000 downloads last month in 103 total countries. Until next time, thanks for joining us in digging deep with the stars of ATV Motocross. See you next week for our Loretta Lynn's Review Show. Things are crashing and burning here at the Dig Deep Podcast, much like the Titanic. Those guys were hauling ass, for real. I remember watching Doug Gus, I don't know who it was, Steel City, running the same times Friday afternoon as James Stewart was on Sunday back then. It was mental. I've never seen quads go that fast. Quad leaders are freaking 